hello. You are listening to Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne, your host, and I'm so happy that you're listening. Thanks for jumping in on this. Whether you've got a big family of your own, or you grew up in a big family, or you're thinking about raising a big family, any of that stuff, hopefully this is a podcast that is for you, and it's something that you'll enjoy and something that you'll like. So anyway, this is our first official episode, and tell you what, if you haven't listened to the intro that we did, I guess we called it episode zero, go check it out. It gives you kind of an overview. Um, I, I share my heart, I share my background and my family's background a little bit more in that. Uh, but right now, I want to go ahead and introduce you to somebody else. You've heard my voice. If you've already listened to the intro, you've heard my voice there. You've heard my voice for the past minute and a half or whatever it's been. Um, this is my co-host. This is my really good friend, Bobby Earhart. Bobby and I, and honestly, his family and my family, we've been really close friends for at least four or five years now. Um, I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about his background, about his family, but I also want him to share, Bobby, if you don't mind, uh, share a little bit about kind of what this concept means to you. Uh, why were you excited when I said, hey, dude, do you want to jump in on this? Do you want to be my co-host for for Above Average? So anyway, without further ado, jump in, Bobby. Hey, guys. Yeah, Bobby Earhart here. Thanks, Lance. Um, I want to reiterate first before I say anything, Lance did not uh, do do himself justice. Go back and listen to that intro. It's very good. He did a great job um, to basically put this this idea into words and kind of what our plan is with the above average podcast. Um, and it just kind of laid it all out there and it's, it's very good. I listened to it several times. Um, don't, uh, don't, don't let that go to your head, Lance, but you did a good job. <laughs> too late. <laughs> too late. So yes, uh, Lance has introduced me. I appreciate it. And Bobby, and I'm happy to be the co-host or the sidekick or whatever you want to call me. I, I really don't care. Um, but I am going to enjoy this. Lance, as, as, as Lance said, we met four or five years ago um, at work. And then we realized we went to church together. And then we realized kind of at the same time, but I call it randomly, but probably more coincidental maybe, more than that, our wives worked together as well as nurses uh, at a local hospital. So that was all just like, man, I think we're supposed to be friends. And uh, we had growing families at the time um, based on our show. I don't know if we were above average yet, but uh, we were certainly going that direction. And uh, we were able to share life with each other on on that level, you know, as as a, a second child came into the Osborne fold and as a second child came into the Earhart fold and then a third and then a fourth. And now Lance is Lance and Sarah are on their fifth and they're, uh, they're tr trying to, you know, outdo us. So we'll see the if we catch on. up here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, we've, we realized, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago that all of our conversations were so relatable with, family life and with how we're dealing with certain issues. Um, how do you know, how do you, how do you manage the bedtime marathon? And then we talk for hours, you know, or how do you, you know, how do you handle like sports and activities and just lugging everybody around and, you know, and just, we just realized that, man, we could probably record some of these conversations and there'd be some people out there that might want to chime in or might want to, uh, add value or just be grateful that they know someone else is out there that's 
kind of going through the same thing and kind of laugh together and cry together and struggle together and win together and have uh, experiences of joy and all those things. So Lance was like, hey, why don't we do a podcast? Um, and I knew what that was because Lance had kind of gotten me into podcasting, even though it's been around <laughs> for a while. I think it's just now uh, getting, I don't know, pretty popular. Um, Lance could probably speak to that a lot more. He's he's up on all the techno technolo- technology uh, articles and more, more, current events, wouldn't you say? Sure, more technology and less techno. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my yeah, musical I, taste. I realize I, I realize I shouldn't abbreviate that. That's why I jumped in and said technology. Um, so anyway, going back to that, I you know he said let's do a podcast, and I had just kind of gotten into podcasting, listening to podcasts mainly because he encouraged me to, and and now I've got five or six shows that I try to keep up with weekly, and and thanks to my commute, I can do that, and so. I was like, yeah, let's let's try it. And I knew I could be confident in his ability to come up with some sort of uh, fashioned uh, equipment and hardware for us to be able to do this over the interwebs. And gosh, I guess that, that kind of sums it up. Now that's here we are. And I was uh, I was happy to oblige when he offered me the opportunity to kind of join him and let's just record some of our conversations and see if we could share it with whoever wants to listen and we're excited we're we're that's where we're at what would you say yeah yeah uh if you can't tell bobby and i i mean we get along uh really well you know i i guess all the greeting the ingredients are there for a good friendship um uh but i'd say it goes beyond that you know bobby and i man we party together we hang out together there's a lot of fun that we've got so hopefully some of that carries on through uh through the podcast as well we don't want this to be dry we don't want this to be dull we might attack some subject matter and Bobby I mean you I'm sure you'd agree with this we might attack some things that sometimes get a little bit intense or mm-hmm. we might say hey man are you struggling with this or generally big families might struggle with this or whatever but hopefully we can always bring it back to the optimistic side and maybe some here's some tips and tricks on how to do a little bit better with this and one huge reason why I needed Bobby to really be uh, be on this with me um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more of a driving personality. I want uh, I want to focus on the facts, and I want to trudge through them, and I want to get on and move on. Bobby has this great sense of humor. He's a lot of fun, and I no, I, come on, it's because I have a face for radio, right? Yeah, hey, you need to get me your picture so that I can put it on our website, Bobby. So if you can get on that stat, I'd appreciate that. But no, Bobby pulls out. I think he pulls out that sense of humor in me a little bit. And anyway, so we have a grand time together. So that's why it makes sense for us to say, you know, why don't we record these conversations? Why don't we share it? Why don't we see? if we can help other big families, because at the end of the day, if nobody listens to this podcast and it's just help for Bobby's family and for my family, rock and roll, we're totally fine with yes. that. But yeah, we've already experienced some of that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Some of that stuff is coming down the pike already just with, you know, the few episodes that we've kind of pre-recorded. Uh, but I will say it seems like there's a, there's almost a movement going on. Uh, it's not necessarily religious or whatever, but it seems like it's, it's kind of a thing right now for people to have big families, for them to have three kids, four kids, or whatever. And it, undoubtedly, they are facing some of the same struggles that we are, some of the same joys that we are, some of the same strengths and weaknesses and all that stuff. So this is really a forum to talk about all that. So um, you know, now that you've gotten to know Bobby a little bit, you've gotten to know me a little bit, 
this is this episode is going to be a little bit more of an introduction, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, but we did want you to get to know our hearts a little bit, uh, to know who we are, where we're coming from, and why we're doing this. So anyway, all that said, Bobby, you got anything else to add before we uh, take a break and then come back to uh, really tackle this episode? No, not really. Just to say thanks to any listeners out there. Uh, go listen to the intro and just happy to have you along for the ride and give us feedback. I guess we'll talk about that. You, you talked about that in the intro, so we want to hear from you. That's it. Well, thanks for listening. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the rest of episode one of Above Average, the podcast for big families. All right, we're back. How about that break? Yes, we had a moment of zen. I did. Yes. I meditated for 10 seconds. Congratulations. How mm-hmm. was it? Uh, it was great. Yeah, it's a, I didn't get into it too much. I was just was about... Actually, I was just about to levitate when we had to come back. Okay, well, let me pull you back down to earth <laughs> and tell you that you've come up with a phenomenal show title. Um, I, I guess if you've already subscribed and you're listening to the show right now, you're probably already seeing it. Uh, on your phone or in your podcast player or whatever. But Bobby wanted to call this episode Growing Pains. I did. So I think we should sing the uh, theme song to everybody. Yes. Do you have the job? You've got it ready. No, we're going to sing it a cappella. Oh. You You want the high part? (laughs) You want the high part or the low part? Is it Show Me That Smile? Is that it? It's Show Me That Smile. Oh, man. We're We're dating our... I guess we should be... Older-ish, right? <laughs> Older-ish. It's funny because doing a show like this, sometimes I feel like we're on the on the younger side, and then I'm like, no, we're on the older side. I know. We're, we're in our thirties. Yeah, and I'm sure there. I'm sure there are big families out there. Obviously, if you've got you know a whole lot of kids, if you've got, I mean, I, I don't even want to define a whole lot. If you've got a bunch of kids and you've been having kids maybe for the last 15, 20 years. You probably have a little bit of age on on some some folks like us, but in our mid thirties, dude, if you're twenty two and you're having your first baby and you're thinking about, oh, maybe we could have a big family someday. You're totally welcome. You're so welcome to listen to this podcast and share with your friends and everything. I think the way that we've defined above average, it, it, we've defined it in so many ways, right? You know, well, you've got three or four kids or more. But there's also the idea that you grew up with a big family and you just kind of want to think through, okay, how do I deal with my siblings now? Or I'm thinking about having kids. Maybe we'll have a big family someday. So the whole idea, again, this goes back to the intro, but above average, being more than the average family, more kids than the average family has in the U.S. right now. So really it is above like that two and a half kid mark. Mm -hmm. It's all relative, I feel like, too. I mean, someone maybe listening that's, 27 and started having children in their early 20s and they've got like or maybe they're in their mid 30s and they're having their ninth kid and we're having our fourth and fifth or whatever and they're like when i was in my mid 30s heck i i had three kids at that point now i've got eight you know so yeah um but it's fun on on the on the relativity yeah it's all relative. that's a good theory for sure relativity yes there we go there we go let's go okay so back to uh, Back to uh, Alan Thicke from Growing Pains, Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains. Actually, we're not talking about the show at all. We're talking about Bobby. You want to you want to kick us off? 
Yeah, absolutely. The topic, right? That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, man. Yeah. If we're, if we're going to call it growing pains, uh, going back to the relativity thing, someone that may be remembering when they say you've got nine kids and you're in your mid whatevers, it's all relative, but you remember that point where you were like, Hey, we are a bigger family now. And there's a point there. Maybe that point lasts. It's a time frame, and it may last a little while, and it may bring some arguments about with you and your spouse. And you're kind of like, we don't really fit in the vehicles that we own anymore. And I remember when that happened for us. And so we're going to talk about kind of the switch from the smaller vehicle, maybe the SUV or the large size sedan, to the Dun dun dun! Dreaded minivan or whatever you know the suburban or beyond, right? or beyond. Yeah, the yeah. the the mothership. As as I know a lot of I have I know a family who had nine <laughs> kids, and they one of the uh, one of the kids used to call their big um, fifteen passenger van, believe it or not, the mothership. And I used to love laughing about that because um, he was he had such a great personality. So yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about today. Uh, and if you're a big family, you're above average family. I know you're relating right now at this moment, uh, and if you haven't crossed that threshold, but you're on the brink, you're feeling it, and you'll probably relate to a story that I have. Can I jump into the story real quick? I want to hear the story because you put it in the show notes for. And I'm sure actually, this that's a different story, and maybe I can tell them oh, both. But yes, I, I like stories, story yeah. time. All right, what's your story? So we were driving home from. Uh, vacation, like a, uh, we have some family in in the uh, Arkansas. We live in Nashville, and so it's a five hour drive, six hour drive. Well, we had just had, gosh, I think we had just had Lucas. So we had two. We weren't even above average according to who we are, uh, according to the show. And Catherine, um, had my wife, had to. We were driving, you know, driving home, and and uh, she had to kind of go back and sit between two car seats to try to like help Lucas when he was a little baby infant. And you guys know how hard it can be, whether you're above average or not, family size. You know how difficult some infants can be in a car seat. So we've got our little toddler Ava, who's our oldest. She was probably two, two and a half. Lucas is just a baby, you know, right in that three and one phase. And Catherine and I. Like jokingly here, I'm going to say jokingly, but we were like ready to say, where are the divorce papers? (laughs) Because we were losing our minds on this trip. Everything I did was wrong and everything I, you know, everything she, she did was over the top and we were just, our emotions were like so high and it was crazy. So that's kind of the general story. I remember the kids were sleeping and I had to go to the bathroom really, really bad, like bad. I'm the driver, you know, all my life. When I got to go to the bathroom, I pull over, go to a, uh, whatever, a fast food restaurant, a hotel somewhere, go to the bathroom on my terms. Well, I did that. Well, the sleeping children woke up and (laughs) Catherine was also kind of dozed off a little and so when she saw me pull off the interstate or, you know, pull off the you know off ramp, she looked at me with these big eyes like, what are you doing? The kids are going to wake up. And I'm thinking, oh, they're not going to wake up. They're good. 
you know, leave the radio on, leave the car running. All these are tricks that you're familiar with. Sure right. enough, they woke up. Then we lost it. That whole trip, we were like, we need more space. We just need more space. And so that was it. That was the moment. Now, we didn't go about out the next day and buy a brand new uh, minivan or whatever, but that was it. So who can relate? Can you relate to that, Lance? Man, uh, we are we're on the verge right now. So baby number five will be here. We've got oh, yeah. Chrysler Town and Country, which You're is a very the nice second. van. You're hitting the second tier. Next rung of the ladder, man. Um, yeah, so we've got the two captain's chairs. So driver, passenger, two captain's chairs, which have always had baby seats in them. Because, right? I mean, you've got doors on both sides of the van. Great mm-hmm. accessibility, you know, for the same reasons that you just laid out, right? You've got car seats there. And then mm-hmm. in the back... We've had the girls back there, so we've got two boys, two girls. The two girls are the older two, two boys are the younger two. Uh, when we have number five, we end up with three kids in the way back, and then two in the captain's chairs. Mm-hmm. We're maxed out. So we're, we don't need a larger vehicle yet, except when you factor in luggage, storage, the dog that travels with us, if anybody wants to ride with us. So we don't need it but we kind of want that next level mm-hmm. and we got to figure out what it is. And I don't yeah. know what it is. I know a lot yeah. of minivan seat. A, I mean, so anyway, we're there. I get it. Um, well, it's interesting you bring up, you know, I, I was thinking of the, the first switch, which is when you realize that you're no longer newlyweds, you've got two kids and you're crowding your SUV or your sedan. It's very easy to kind of say, well, the minivan's the next thing. But there's a major reluctance typically on one or the other spouse. I mean, I know for me it was my wife. She's like, I'm just not ready to drive a minivan. I'm, oh, the I just whole don't idea. feel yeah. that way. You know, so that one, the funny thing is that's, you know, besides the emotional, you know, over, you know, coming, overcoming the emotional part of it, the maybe the, uh, the vain part of it, if you will. Um, and then I get that too. Uh, the second switch, which is when you go from minivan to X. YZ, whichever that is, which, which is where you are. I think that's a tougher decision for a lot of people because um, you start to talk about like cost and all that stuff and how big of a vehicle do you need and and I don't know. I mean, what are, you, what are some of your current uh, dealings there? You know what? Whether we're talking about either of these categories, let's talk about the money side. Let's talk about the financial side. So mm-hmm. I, I think at this point it would be fun to either throughout the disclaimer or just the crazy informative fact that I worked for Dave Ramsey. You might be familiar with him. He's a personal finance expert, uh, radio show host, best-selling author. I mean, this guy is everywhere. If you listen to talk radio at all, you've heard his name. He's based out of Nashville. I worked for him for almost eight years. Bobby works for him now. And Dave is really focused on personal finance. And the stuff that he teaches is stuff that my wife and I have done for years and years and years and years. It works. Bobby, I would say you and Kat are in the same boat, right? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but... Oh, absolutely, yeah. Totally works, and yeah, keep going. So one of the tenets there, though, is that pretty much debt is bad. Your mortgage might be okay, but debt is bad, and it will get you in a bad spot. So let's talk about the the financial side. Whether you're making $100,000 a year or $30,000 a year, if you've got a big family, you you feel 
you probably feel like you're hemorrhaging money most of the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, Absolutely. somebody's going to the ER, somebody has a big sports thing that's coming up, you're dying to go on spring break because you haven't been in forever, whatever it is, any of that stuff, yeah. right? You or, just or you like have a couple you have a couple boys between the ages of five and eight or five and when at well, I shouldn't say and eight, five and up, and those kids can just eat like crazy. Oh, food. Yeah, just just the day-to-day food, right? Yeah. So it but if you're there, um it's not like you're gonna, you know, just swing into forty thousand dollars to go buy the brand new minivan that's loaded with everything, or even if it's not the minivan, what if you are talking about the next level up? Um, and we've got to talk about these specific models because I don't even know what I'm going to recommend or talk about here in a second, Bobby, Right? because yeah. I, 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 I'm in the middle of Sarah and I are in the middle of researching. Okay. Do we need to be thinking about this right now? And if we do need to be thinking about what is, you know, post minivan for us, how much are we spending all that stuff? But the sticker price on our van is over $40,000. We did not buy it new. We got a good deal because of we know people and that kind of thing. Um, but it was somewhat high mileage when we got it, but it was in great condition. We got it for a song, but uh, it was still not cheap. And it's not like that money is just, you know, sitting there in our bank account. Bobby, I mean, you you know what I mean. You're hearing me. Absolutely. This, right? yeah, you guys just totally bought a new good. van recently, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's it's not easy. It's totally a, a huge decision and it's hard and... You know, uh, you know, going from the minivan to the whatever, it's kind of like, like I'm with you. I don't know where you go. I mean, you've, there's a few vehicles that come to mind. Um, you know, do you want to go straight to the mothership? That's kind of overdoing it. That's the 15 passenger van, by the way. (laughs) Um, but you know, there's the suburban and the excursion and those are costly. Those, you know, to get them on. You know, decent, uh, you know, decent mileage, um, you know, buying some sort of pre-owned vehicle uh, because, you know, like you said, you can't just walk into a dealership these days and just, you know, finance something that's not something you or I would do. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's certainly a big challenge. And then you're also looking at uh, those things typically are, you know, gas guzzlers, you know, to to use a, a, a term uh, in our culture. I mean, they're typically some sort of V8 big engine. And so if your wife's the soccer mom and driving all over, all over town and doing her grocery stores and all that stuff, I mean, it's, that's another expense too. It yeah. all just kind of adds up. So it's a challenge big time. Um, sure, sure. And those well, are the financial certainly... side. I mean, I, I want to kind of close the loop on that one. Yeah. If you've got to do it or if you've already done it or whatever, you're there, work on it. And just figure out what you have to figure out for your family. But mm-hmm. can you can you avoid the debt? Can you avoid the leasing option? Can you figure out something that works? Um, can you maybe do the two-car thing? Because how often is it that you need to grab all your kids and you all have to go someplace together in the same vehicle? If you're mm-hmm. just running down to, I don't know, a, a school function or if you're going to church or something like that, can you take two cars to go the five miles to church? Is that... Yeah. Is that, you know, do you need to go uh, essentially enslave yourself on the debt side, you know, just because it feels good and it's great to get the wonderful brand new car? Do you need to do that? Because we know that that $40,000 is going to turn into so much more 
from the debt standpoint. Anyway, we don't need to get on the debt snowball, <laughs> excuse me, the debt soapbox tonight. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, I think you and I, man, there's a whole show or a whole wealth of shows just talking about the financial stuff that I think we'll tap into at some point. But sure. uh, specifically here, you know, we've just got to address the obvious, you know, it's not like money grows on trees and we can just go pick whatever magical car will fit our family. You know, we've yeah. really got to think through this. Yeah. And I also want to, before we close the loop, I want to pull the audience and just say, Hey, you know, give us some feedback. If, like you said, if you, if you've just done this or you're about to, and you've started to do the research and you realize that, uh, such and such uh, vehicle is not, uh, you know, it has a, it's kind of like a, a minivan or SUV, but has like this third row thing that works for you. We want to hear about that. Maybe the other listeners would love to hear about that. Um, so yeah, for sure. On, you know, let us know where, where you're at with that. Um, I do want to go back to the, the first, uh, crossover, which is, you know, going, say in the sedan or the SUV to the minivan. And that's how it was for us. Um, my wife was very reluctant to go to a minivan and I have another quick story. And this is, this is completely true story. Uh, I was sitting in, <clears throat> I was having lunch with some friends, Lance, this was when you and I still work together, you were not at this lunch, but I was sitting uh, in a restaurant just having lunch with some buddies, and Catherine and I had just started the the talks of how do we fit, or you know, we we just gotten all home from that vacation, and we're getting keeping our marriage intact and saying, how do we do this? What are we gonna do? Let's get a minivan. You know, this is this is the time we want to do this. Bite that bullet. We're gonna bite the bullet. You know, she she had sold out to it. We're gonna do this. And once you sell out to it, you're kind of like wanting, like you can't wait, like, oh man, I can't wait to get the minivan. Because every time you get in your, whatever it was, we had this Montero, I don't even remember, Mitsubishi Montero SUV that now to me seems like this tiny little car, but it was pretty good for when we had, you know, a family of three or whatever. And uh, we were in that car and every time I got in it after that vacation, I just felt like I hate this car. I can't get, I can't, we can't get rid of it fast enough. You know, emotions catch you when you're ready to buy something. And uh, so we're sitting there at lunch and uh, you know, it's one of those places where they're the front of the the restaurant is, is all window. And so uh, cars, you can see the parking lot and they're kind of cars pulling in and out and, one of the guys notices, like, I don't know, some BMW 5 Series pulls in, and he's like, he's like, wow, that, that's a really nice car. And we all look over and, you know, kind of do the guy thing. Oh, yeah, you know, it's BMW, you know, guys love their cars. Uh, and, of course, you know, that, that tugged on my heartstrings, too. I'm like, of course, yeah, it's awesome. I, it's a great, great car. You know, another one sees, you know, I think it was funny because another car pulls in. It may have been a Jag. I, mean, I can't remember the exact, but they were... Okay these nicer sporty cars uh, that most people would, would envy or kind of look at and be like, these are nice cars, you know, especially guys. So this is, this is true story. This happens, this minivan pulls in and it's like a 2011. This was around the time, 2011 brand new such and such Toyota Sienna, something or other. And I look over and I almost verbally say to these guys who are not in the same boat I'm in, I mean, they're all, maybe just married or maybe one kid type thing. And I'm almost like, look at that minivan. <laughs> I'm like salivating over this thing. And so I'll never forget that, that time frame when Catherine and I were just uh, kind of doing the crossover and making that decision. So kind of a funny story there, being a guy amongst a bunch of other guys and, 
being envious and salivating over a minivan. It happened, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's taking me back. We had a, what did we have? It was a Hyundai, Hyundai Sonata. And I had a weird car, an Oldsmobile. I loved it. Uh, but it was, it kind of felt like an old man's car, which, you know, I had no problems with, but it certainly wasn't sporty. It wasn't fun. It wasn't cool like the SUVs or anything like that. But then we ended up getting this Hyundai, which was really nice too. And Sarah had a Taurus at some point in there. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it's all these sedan style cars and they fit three kids, right? You can yeah. put three kids in the back mm-hmm. and shoot, I guess for that matter, some of them, they've got the bench seat in the front, don't they? So depending on the size of your children and some, all yeah, that. I think a Taurus does. Yeah. Yeah, so you probably could have done four, not comfortably, but going back to our crossover period, we ended up getting our our minivan, and I was never adamantly against it. Sarah was never adamantly against it, but along the same lines as you seeing that that Sienna and going, oh, this is it! I I have reached the top of the mountain. This is this is what I'm <laughs> supposed to have. Yeah, uh, we got this town of country, and we're like, okay, well, it, we just need it. It's just where we're at. We've got a bunch of stuff. We travel a lot all that. I tell you what, man, when we got it, it was a dream car. <laughs> you feel like you are sitting on top of the world driving that thing because you're you're literally sitting up higher than you were in the mm-hmm. car. But it's not, you know, the truck level. It drives yeah. like a car uh, as far as parking, as far as all that, all that rigmarole. Oh, uh, um, yeah. But it's... you sit up a little bit higher. You don't get any love on the interstate. It's not like I'm saying, you know, it feels like a big old uh, Silverado rolling down the road or anything. Sure. But uh, but anyway, it was much nicer. The whole feel of us going mm-hmm. somewhere on a road trip changed. And it's got the DVD screens, which we try not to rely on, on rely on them too heavily. But when they work, they work. They sure are nice, aren't they? Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you can't um, you can't you can't watch Frozen enough, man. You just can't do it on those road trips. 122 times we've watched that movie. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like the saying though, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Sometimes you don't know what you got until you've actually got it. Yeah, right Does that on. Make sense. Yeah, you no, know? I remember. Yeah, I remember actually um, pulling up to one next to or pulling into a parking lot, and this older couple, like retired. Uh, how do I say this, Lance, to where I'm not offending anybody? Elderly couple, <laughs> um, you know, they get out, just them get out of the this minivan, this really nice. Again, it's a Sienna. They get out of this uh, minivan, and I'm like, and I like, a, I'm wanting them one so bad. I'm like, I approach them. How do you like your minivan? <laughs> I'm laughing at this now because I must have looked so silly to them. Like this guy <laughs> in his early, I guess probably early 30s, right then. Uh, maybe just turned 30 and they're like, yeah, we love it. And it's, it's easy to get in and out of when our age. And, and I started thinking, man, you know what? When I finally got my minivan, I remembered them, this old couple, I was kind of had an angle when I asked them, I was like, maybe if, maybe they'll like offer me a deal on it. Cause they don't need that minivan. They don't need that much space. <laughs> I really thought that I was like, maybe they'll just say, Oh, we'll sell it to you at a good rate, you know, but <laughs> they told me how much they loved it and for, and the reasons. And then when we finally got one, I was with you. I was like, this is great. This is awesome. Uh, and then I'm like, I, even to this day, I'm like, I'll probably get one when I'm, you know, 70 or whatever. Oh, I'm going to yeah. keep one because they, they had some really practical, logical points of having one. It's, I'm kind of digressing a little bit, but that was right, right. A, a memorable story there. So. so let's talk about shopping options real quick. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, you may not have somebody just say, hey, we'll give you a great deal on the car that we love. Yeah, that probably isn't going to happen. So you might have to find some alternatives. Um, 
my wife and I, we've got a kind of an extenuating circumstance. We know somebody who is able to go to the car auctions and that's how we get hooked up with our vehicles. And it's a huge blessing. It saves a tremendous amount of money. That is one avenue that I would recommend anybody try. I know yeah. there, there are some ethical boundaries and some things that you need to be aware of. I'm not saying cross those, but man, if you know somebody and they'll scratch your back there, it can save you three, five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, depending on what yeah. you're going for. The markup, Absolutely. That they, the markup that they end up with on even you know the used car lots where you, you think you're getting a good deal. You know, go look on Kelly Blue Book and look at the values and all that stuff. You might be getting a good deal, but relative to what you're paying at auction, oh my gosh, there is just such a dramatic difference there. So that's one thing that I would throw out there to anybody is use your network. Find out who you know. Um, You know, you probably don't want to go the friend of a friend of a friend route, but if you've got a cousin who does that kind of thing, you know, use something that's in your skill set or in your network. You know, if you're some kind of contractor, say, hey, I'll help you out with, I don't know, landscaping your yard if you'll help me out with hunting down a minivan for my family, that kind of thing. Yeah. Use some of those techniques um, because it really can pay off. And fortunately for the person who is doing the auction thing, it's not like it's any skin off of their back, right? Because they're doing the auction thing anyway, chances are, if you find the right person, that it's it's one more uh, that they're ha- that they're they're purchasing, and as long as you're covering all the costs associated with that, uh, and again, not crossing any ethical boundaries, you do have to be careful with that. Um, yeah, certainly. But look into that. Definitely look into that. Anyway, just something to keep in mind. Um, it, talking about that next bump up. So we've talked about the two different levels, Bobby. The one that's you know from the sedan to the minivan, and then probably the minivan to that next level because the mothership. I'm, the mothership. Well, maybe there's even a, a another tier that we're there's a third about. tier, yeah. Because you mentioned excursions, I think they seat nine. Does that sound right? Nine, yeah, eight or nine, then, yeah. So somewhere in that neck of the woods. Here's mm-hmm. the thing: Ford stopped making excursions in 2005. Chevy never made one. Um, I don't think Toyota has ever made you know something of that caliber, which would be the Hugacious SUV. Do you know of any? The Sequoia. I think Toyota makes it. Yeah, the Sequoia. Which I, don't I think know if is suburban sized or Tahoe sized, you know, which are, I think they see eight, but the, the excursions, uh, not, I'm wanting to say some of those seat 10. Anyway, we obviously didn't do our homework because this isn't a, isn't a car selling show, but these are issues that we're dealing with that my family is dealing mm. with anyway. Um, yeah. you know, the excursion, they stopped making them in 2005 or 2006. We're going on 10 years now. And we found yeah. one with 150,000 miles which depending on who you are, you think that's a lot, or you think that that's definitely not a lot of miles. Um, it just depends on your situation. We found one though, and it's $13,000. Yeah. And that value, sounds like man. a lot of money for a 10 year old car, but then you factor in, well, what if it runs really, mm-hmm. really well? What if it's a diesel and you know, that thing is just going to keep on humming for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it makes sense if you're going down that route. Um, yeah. Also, Bobby found, uh, I found an excursion limo. Do you remember seeing those around? That was kind Not of a really, big deal. No. Uh, it was a big deal in Nashville. You would see them downtown a lot. And dude, it's these excursions that are stretched out like crazy. So Sarah and I were talking the other day, and we're like, you know, they've got excursions. I wonder if you can buy an excursion limo. So check this out. Is that where the, the, the benches are on the side, like a limo? Yeah, like you, face you got it. So yeah, you throw the whole put car seats in there. You throw the whole the kids in there. You strap them. I super glue the car seats down. I don't know. You can figure out a way, dude. I found a 2001 
Excursion Limo. I'm more excited about this than I should be. 2001 Excursion Limo. And guess what? It's also $13,000. And it seats 15. <laughs> wow. Well, it's yeah. If you can figure out a way to keep it legal. You know, I guess maybe as your older kids grow out of their seats, which we we could do a show on that. You're, you basically got to be 18 years old before you can get out of a car oh seat. Oh, my gosh. Days. Yeah. You got to weigh like 500 pounds and, and be able to say your ABCs backwards. And this to... is the car seat episode. Where we're going to talk about all the legal <laughs> restrictions for the next hour and a half. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, that I, I, I could see you rolling up in that. That would totally be a Lance Osborne thing. See, that'd be um, a little bit, that might be a cooler option than the mothership, not to judge. <laughs> totally. Tinted Let's windows. talk about one more thing. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And you got to have some neon or, or some sort of like, I don't know, some sort of antenna that spins or something. It's, you know, you got to, gotta you have to flare it out, you know, trick it out a little bit. Um, so, hey, let's talk about one other thing. I know we got to to get moving here, but... Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about as, as relates as relates to more kids in the vehicle is just how much of a mess it can be uh, when you climb from the sedan and the SUV that's pretty manageable to clean and keep you know and and maybe vacuum every so often. You got the one kid who's throwing their goldfish around. We'll multiply that by five and. And just keeping your sanity and getting out the door and going somewhere. Um, I wish my wife was here right now because she could do a whole volume of, you know, she could do a whole episode on the madness of just taking them a few miles away. And so anyway, in relation to that, how messy and how crazy this bigger vehicle can get in just a couple days with your kids and they're all in the car seats and the car seats are getting crusty with whatever it was that, that you had to stop for fast food and get them some sort of, or whatever, maybe you made peanut butter and jellies because you're on the go and it just gets nasty. Um, it, it can, I just want to kind of say this as a relatability factor. I mean, I'm sure you guys out there that are in the boat of, of a mini in, in the boat of a minivan <laughs> in the, in the minivan boat. Um, can feel me here. I mean, what do you, Catherine, I always, I always give my wife a lot of credit for keeping our van at least picked up and straight. I mean, I, every so often I've got to go in and do like this overhaul of a vacuum and it takes me two hours and it looks really nice for about five, you know, about five minutes. But wh- how, what do you guys think? What do you think about all that, Lance? Well, I will say first of all, that I think the minivan boat is a billion dollar idea. So right after we complete this episode, I'm going to start working on the business plan for the minivan boat. Nobody else steal the idea. It's mine and Bobby's. Right after you buy your, your excursion limo. So this has become, the, the for Lance, this has become the show of exotic vehicles. <laughs> exotic, larger vehicles. Um, but back on Earth, we're still talking about... <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, man, keeping it clean. That, that's a crazy thing. We've got a dog. I've mentioned the dog a couple of times. Sometimes you might hear her in the background. You might hear her collar rattle or something. Um, she's a dog. She's a clean dog. She's a super dog. She's wonderful. But she still sheds a little bit. And she goes with us a lot of places. There's dog mm-hmm. hair in addition to the spilled milk, in addition to the Cheerios, in addition to all that stuff. And it's just forever a battle. And you know what? Get your kids involved. Make it a little bit of an adventure when you got to clean up the mothership, when you got to do whatever. Make all those teachable moments. You know, you got to teach your kids to work. 
you got to teach them how to appreciate things and how to take care of things. And I don't mean this in a slave driving way, but uh, in, in a way that you're instilling values. So make this yeah. a make this a team effort. You know, um, they yeah, need to I can't tell take you. Care, they need to take care of their domains, like their room or like their whatever specific chores. But when it comes down to the family car that the f- entire family is in. Get the entire family on board and knock that thing out. Give somebody a vacuum. Give somebody else the Windex. Totally, yeah. A good, good, good point there. We, Ava and Luke, are our two oldest, uh, five and seven right now, and they sit in the back of the van. And my wife is very good, and I've, I'm, I'm right there in support of her. To whenever we get out of the car, all the trash comes with you. All your trash comes with you. All your toys. All your sippy cups all the coloring books, whatever is all back there, you guys have to get it. And sometimes they're like, I can't carry it all. And we're like, well, just make a few trips. Um, so that that's a good, good point. We typically, and this is a segue to maybe our last thing that, that I had wanted to talk about, unless you've got some more, but just the setup of the car. We typically have our younger kids, obviously, in on arm's reach from mom and dad. So uh, they're the ones that we still have to buckle. Oh, my gosh. The day that a kid can two things, blow their own nose and buckle their own seatbelt is a big deal. Totally a big deal. The clouds part, the sun shines down right on that van. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, when they can buckle their own seatbelt, you know, then they get they get the opportunity to move to the back. It's kind of like riding the school bus when you're in elementary school. The sixth graders are at the back of the bus and all the kindergartners are at the front. It, it doesn't ever change, right? It's just we, we all grow and, and uh, experience that at different ages. So yeah, it's the setup of your car, you know. That's something everybody can relate to. You know, do you, some of these vans, you can like move the seats into different notches. Uh, for a long time, we had two together, the two caps and shares together to where one side of the car was really easy to get in and out of going back to your limo effect. Um, That helped us a lot. That was actually uh, a really great thing for when we had three. I think when we went to the fourth kid, that shifted back. I don't know why. I can't remember. But consider that, you know, consider getting in and out. Or if you end up having to put one of the kids that can't buckle themselves in the back seat, it's a lot easier to open that sliding door and kind of step through a gap to where, you know, there's not the the captain's chair that is not there. It's actually in the middle, right? That we did for a long time, you know, so it's easier for those kids, those people in the backseat to exit the van. So anyway, um, gosh, there's a lot to talk about there. I'm sure everybody's got a different way of doing things, Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, we did that for a while. It it worked. It worked really well. It was very efficient, especially, and I mean, I'm not, it's not like Chrysler supporting the show. Not yet, anyway. Chrysler, if you want to support above average, just let us know. <laughs> but it, the town and country has the stow-and-go seating, and I'm not sure if Toyota or whoever else does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the seat just folds down right into the thing, and it takes mm-hmm. two seconds to do. We did that for a while until we needed that seat to actually unfold and you know come back up yeah. and everything. Um, yeah, one yeah. thing that I would love to hear from anybody who's listening, and I, I don't mean this because it's good fodder for the show, but because I actually want to know. When you do move into the mothership and you do have the big van, how do you handle those situations with car seats? So if, yeah. you've, if you've got information on that or techniques or tactics or whatever, let me know. Let us know. Again, Sarah and I, we're not quite there. We're not ready for the 12-passenger or the 15-passenger van. Uh, but it's just something that I want to know. I want to be able to work out in my head because who knows? You know, We never know we're going to be at that point. 
Anyway, yeah. I, I think we Love can it. bring this one, this one in for landing. This was a good topic. I think yeah, this was worth, I think so. worth talking about. It's something that we all run into, and it's relevant to any big family. You know, you, you have your family in stages, and you have your cars in stages, and they usually align mm-hmm. pretty darn closely. Yeah, we could probably think of other topics, and maybe we will, where, where there's the stage or the tier or the, the threshold, you know, uh, the first one, the second one, the third one. Uh, that's an interesting uh, dynamic to bigger families, you know. Right, right. Growing pains, but hopefully they're not so painful. Hopefully we've helped a little bit, uh, whether or not we have. Uh, please let us know. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, but more importantly, if this is the first episode that you're listening to, keep on listening. Because at the time of launch, we're going to throw a couple of more episodes up. And we're going to cover some interesting topics. Again, like I said earlier, uh, we want to cover some things that are uh, uplifting and hopeful for you with the big family, for us with our big families, that kind of thing. We want to really dig into these issues. We want to talk about the strengths and the weaknesses and the pros and cons and all that good stuff. Things that are really fun and really just energetic and great for our families to to talk about and dig into. Uh, but also some of the things that are a little bit more challenging and how can we help one another? How can we kind of grow this community around one another? So anyway, thanks again for listening. Please let us know what you think. If you would like, you can email us. Our email address is theaboveaverageshow at gmail.com, theaboveaverageshow at gmail.com. And I know it works because Bobby tested it earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Uh, I always wanted to test anybody that has whatever, a show or a podcast Anybody that ever says you can email me, some sort of company that says email us here, I always think no one is, no one is checking that account. And so I tested Lance today, and uh, needless to say, I was uh, being a little bit slapsticky funny with him, and uh, he responded right away. So you can actually reach Lance there uh, or me. I may be checking that from time to time. Um, so do it. Definitely go to the above average or email us at the above average show at gmail.com. Also, you can listen online. You can even just click the button. You can listen at your laptop or your desktop or whatever. Even I think it works on your phone too. So if for some reason you can't get the podcast set up in, uh, the podcast app on your iPhone or the Stitcher app or any of that stuff, uh, go to aboveaverageshow.com. That's probably the easiest way to holler at us and to figure out what we've got going on and to see new episodes as they launch and all that good stuff. Again, aboveaverageshow.com. Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed it. We hope you continue to enjoy it. And again, like Bobby said, uh, this is something that's, it, this is important to us. This means a lot to us and it means the world to us that you're listening. Um, so thank you. Thank you for your time. And uh, let us know what we can do. Let us know how we can help. But in the meantime, thank you so much for uh, your dedication to your family. Thanks for being above average. We'll see you all next time. See you later. Uncle Lance. Ava! Ava, love it! <laughs> she can't hear you, but she's seeing you look like a freak. <laughs> Are you putting stuff on podcasts right now? We will be someday. And you will be on a podcast someday. You Are you putting stuff on podcasts right now?
Well, we're recording it. We're working on it, but we're not actually like this part won't be on the podcast. Uh, what part will be on the podcast? The part where I go. Boom, boom, uh, uh, uh.